0: We are back to our original format the soccer og full stop the 2022 world cup in our rear view mirror people still partying in argentina i don't think that's going to end anytime soon it's getting a, a little bit out of hand a little bit out of hand people climbing up to the top of the obelisco uh, i i have not seen if there have been fatalities or injuries but it is uh, incredible images, but you're also like holding your breath going, oh my goodness. And uh, you certainly should celebrate as long as you can. But, you know, at some point, Archie's going to get back to it. Let's, let's build that country, guys. Let's get it going. Let's get that league going again. Obviously, it's been uh, continuous hard times financially, economically in Argentina. And there's no real light at the end of the tunnel. But I don't know if this is going to do anything, but we shall see. But we're into the new format. And what could we talk about? spinning it forward well of course the 2026 world cup and today on the soccer og You can check out where all podcasts are available as well the soccer og podcast check out the ones that i did during the world cup they are still evergreen some of the topics so check it out check out all the og shows that we have here on youtube under my name max bretos appreciate all the support some great notes we had a great time thanks again to farmer john for uh, uh, getting us over the line. 30 shows in 30 days. But we're back here, and we're going to get back into league play, and we're going to keep an eye on the American players, certainly. Uh, They're going to be here on Boxing Day going at it. The Leeds pair, the Fulham pair, Christian Pulisic. And uh, we have a lot to look forward to in the new year and in, in all the other leagues when they start kicking. But the Premier League, right up against it. We already have Carabao Cup and everything going on. Like and subscribe us, too, here. Don't forget to do that like and subscribe so what am i looking forward to in 2026 well yes of course it is here in the united states the uh fifa very proud to mention how record-breaking and incredible the qatari world cup has been and we heard from everyone who was there how convenient and um it was for them and we certainly knew that for the players and the coaches uh, it's going to be a little more challenging because it's going to be the first time a World Cup is hosted in three countries, but you've got to look at it. There's going to be 80 games, 80 games, so we know it's going to be the biggest World Cup, 48 teams. We are going to have 60 games in the United States, 10 games in Canada, 10 games in Mexico, and the quarterfinals on will all be in the United States. We still have to determine the sites. Uh, It's been leaked that the final is going to be at Jerry's World down there in North Texas. uh, I'm going to stand here and mention that SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles should be where the final is. We have to ask ourselves where the home base is going to be. And I have to believe it's going to be in L.A. Because L.A. has such an infrastructure of sports and sports teams. They don't have that in New York. They don't have that in Chicago. But they have that in L.A. I mean, New York's a little hard to get to. The big football stadiums are technically in New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, L.A. is so connected with everything state of the art. So I think Fox is certainly going to be in L.A. and Telemundo, the world, when they want to make a home base, has to be in L.A., right? So we'll look forward to that. Now, this also leaked. I don't know if it's officially the logo for the 2026 World Cup. If it is, I like it. Simple, classic, and really pushing the partnership between the United States, Canada, and Mexico. And that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to, to flourish that relationship. We got to stick together. Those three countries that all made the World Cup and all will be there in 2026 and all have a lot of positive stuff around them, maybe not so much Mexico, but we figure Mexico's going to bounce back. Those three countries have to be shoulder to shoulder. We don't know if we're going officially to the Copa America. We don't know how the games we're going to play. So USA, Canada and Mexico, they put a great World Cup together and they show together we are strong. Individually, we can be broken, but together we are strong. So uh, that was like a Curaçao movie. I don't know what I was going on about. But um, yeah, and if you look at the logo, Canada is really well represented. Some people say, hey, it's a USA World Cup. Let us put our neighbors over. Let us put, they have 10 games, the gist, as we said, the gist, the majority of this tournament's going to be in the U.S., that's the important stuff. That's where they're going to make a ton of money and have all these visitors. And of course, visitors want to go to Mexico, visitors want to go to Canada, it's just Toronto and Vancouver, then it's Mexico City, Guadalajara and Monterrey. So, they really want to come here to the United States and they will set their camps here, depending on where their country is playing. So embrace the relationship, this is a unique World Cup and it's, it's gonna be a, an absolute 180 degrees from the Qatari all-in-one city to everywhere. There are, uh, I had the team, so we have, what is it like, t- we have the t- two Canadian cities, the three cities in Mexico and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, t- uh, 12 in LA, uh, in the United States. Nicely separated from Miami and Atlanta down there in the south to the eastern seaboard. We have Philly and New York to Texas, Houston, Dallas, Kansas City. You have uh, have New England too, Boston. And then you have San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles. So uh, uh, the West Coast is going to be very well represented too. And I'm very excited at being a Los Angelino myself. So we're looking forward to putting over our neighbors. We're looking forward to a World Cup that's just going to be huge in scope. I'm looking forward to seeing all the visitors. I remember 1994 being on the highways and byways and seeing a bunch of Dutch fans go this way, some Moroccan fans, some Belgian fans. I was in Florida, that's where they were playing games in Orlando. Uh, But um, travelers love this country. They love North America. People want to come here. They come in droves. Did you know that the majority in the national parks, You know, we talk about the most visited cities, which are New York, San Francisco, LA, Las Vegas, the national parks. And I've talked to park rangers because that's what I do. It's like 70% of the visitors are from Europe. So they love coming here because they get something they can't get. When the pandemic happened, I was at Zion National Park in Utah and they were saying we're, we're crushed right now because no Europeans can come here. It's a big miss. And Asian visitors. And South American visitors who would love to come to Miami, you get so many different views here in the United States. You're not going to be able to encompass the whole World Cup like you did in Qatar, but you really can get attached. The tourism is going to be through the roof. And guess what? We can absorb it. We can absorb it. And that's going to be very exciting. And I guarantee you, and I told you Las Vegas should have been a host city. World Cup visitors are going to be there, even though there are no games going on. You shall see. People are gonna make long trips out of this. And with all the accommodations, with all the state-of-the-art stadiums, I mean, you can stay places and there's gonna be plenty. You're not gonna have little, like a guitar where they had to put you out in these little strange communes or what have you. They will have the pick of the litter and they can go to all these cities. So I am looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to shaking the perception of America because people think that America, oh, the ugly Americans, well, people come here and they love it. And you'll talk to them and they'll tell you that. Don't listen to these people that crap on the United States. They will come. And they'll come in high numbers to enjoy this, which will be the great, greatest World Cup. Remember, 1994 set attendance records, financial records. And then Qatar has kind of superseded that because it was in 2022. 2026 is going to be an absolute rock show. It is going to be uh, incredible. So let's look at uh, the format and this is up for debate. I'm looking, I know 32 teams is perfect, I know, but if you're not embracing 48 teams, I don't believe you because first of all, I was watching Manchester City Liverpool on Thursday and I saw three incredible players score goals, all of which play for countries that did not qualify for the World Cup. You had Erling Haaland of Norway, Riyad Mahrez of Algeria, Mohamed Salah of Egypt. So Asia is gonna get, they had six teams in this 2022 World Cup. They had the host as well. So they're gonna get eight or nine. Africa had five. They're gonna get nine or 10. That could uh, make it easier for Algeria and Egypt, which would be great additions. CONCACAF, they're gonna have the three automatics. They'll probably have three more. CONMEBOL had four. They'll have six or seven. UEFA had 13. They'll have 16. So that could alleviate Norway, Norway should definitely get in. They're gonna have a team really in their prime. Italy, Sweden, Ukraine, a lot of good European teams didn't make it. Teams that can make a run, much like a Wales did in the Euros. You know, these are teams that can certainly make it through. And Oceania deserves to be it. They can get, they'll get one guarantee, they might get two. So the one is gonna be New Zealand. And what happens if there is a two? What is it? Solomon Islands or Vanuatu, Papua New Guinea, We'll talk about that in a moment because there are, there's gonna be some mismatches, we know that. That's one of the things I'm not really looking forward to, but I'm not running away from it. This is gonna be such a unique game. I mean, 80 games, 48 teams. Think about, I mentioned the, uh, 10 teams from Africa. I think Africa, it, it's, it probably shouldn't be 10, it should be eight. But think of Egypt, think of Algeria, think of Nigeria, which is a huge country. They could certainly, and then you might get a nice team, the Ivory Coast, the Cote d'Ivoire, who have been there before, and Mali. These are teams that aren't gonna be uh, mismatched. They should fare well. I mean, Cameroon was probably the fifth best team in Africa, but teams eight, nine, and 10 that didn't make it are probably on Cameroon's level, Cameroon beat Brazil. So embrace the 48 teams. Now, the format they said was gonna be 16 teams of three, and now Gianni and Fantino and FIFA say, we're gonna rethink that, and what they saw was how good having the four teams in a group is. So I truly believe they're going to go to the 12 groups of four, 48 teams. Now they want a 32 team knockout, which is insane. I mean, that is gonna open it up for a lot of surprises. So I suggest you do this. 32 teams is too much for a knockout. I mean, what you do, and I don't know if they're gonna do this, but this would be my suggestion. You have the 12 groups of four, And then you have the 12 group winners and 12 second place teams make it. So 24 teams move on. Top eight, you use the algorithm to see who scored the most goals or who had the most points. Those top eight teams get a bye. Teams nine through 24 play. The winners advance to the next eight. You follow. So we have 24 teams instead of 32. 32 is, it'll be fun if we get it, but, and I know FIFA want it. They want as many games as possible. 80 games. So, uh, we, it's going to be absolutely madness. It's going to, you know, like the NCAA tournament with 64 teams. Think about it, a 32-team knockout round. That's almost the NCAA tournament, which is just endless with the amount of teams. You can't consume all the games. They have to play four at a time. Um, So the format will be very interesting, and I'm pretty sure while 48 is too many teams, I think we'll be able to cover some of the flaws on these teams because again if you I mean, turkey i didn't even mention turkey out uh, of europe these are teams that can compete and colombia who didn't make it in and chile and south america colombia could be a team that didn't make the world cup and all of a sudden makes a quarterfinal in 2026 they're that good it's going to be really uh a competitive tournament in in some ways now there are going to be some drummings so uh what if france plays Bahrain in the groups, you know, something, maybe that's, uh, we've had games where there were seven goals in 2022 and six goals, but games you didn't expect, you know, France or Portugal put six on Switzerland. Will France put 10 on much the way Hungary did to El Salvador in 1982. The answer is yes. We're going to have a horrible mismatch or two, but when you have 80 games, you can, you can absorb that. Maybe you can't watch all the games. I'm okay with that. Maybe we pick them. And uh, we'll find out how good Africa and Asia and CONCACAF really are. So what about the teams? What about who's gonna be favorite? Who is gonna going to um, gonna make it to that next, who's gonna be the next champion? Well, the betting odds are out. France is plus 500, they are the favorites, makes sense. Uh, Kylian Mbappe I think will be 25 by the next World Cup, again, which is in three and a half years. Brazil plus 550. England plus 700, Spain plus 900, USA is plus 1800. So uh, we'll start with them first because there's a variety of things here that could put them over the top. The US had a very young team in Qatar. They all have a battle-tested teams. Young teams were not around at the end. The young teams were Spain and Ghana, USA. Uh, they didn't make it around. Uh, they were good in the, early on, but they didn't stick around. Veteran teams did not, teams that were too old. I mean, Argentina, even though you had Messi at 35 and Di Maria, it was a pretty young team in all these other positions. They were it's like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, right? Did I get that right? You want it just right, you want to be 26 27, which is what the U.S. is projected to be a young team that uh, will be hitting their prime. All of these players, pulisic Adams, McKenney, Musa, Wea, Gio Reyna. A couple more coming through. Matt Turner is going to be a seasoned goalkeeper. We're going to have healthy defenders that are coming into their own, and Chris Richards and Austin Trustee and Cameron Carter-Vickers. The U.S. is poised to have a huge World Cup. I would set it at a quarterfinal, but I'm optimistic with home field advantage, and we know how well the U.S. have performed under those circumstances, with home field advantage, that the U.S. could have a really good shout to make it to the semifinals. (laughs) Maybe that's a bit out of the reach. The problem is the tournament's too big. So, you know, I, I would say Mexico's going to do well. Will they reach a quinto partido? Well, three teams, three games in the group, round of 32, round... I mean, they, can, they could win five, but still make it only to the final 16. But I like Mexico's chances. I'm not so sure about Canada. But Mexico's going to be a team that does well. Uh, they'll get to play in their backyard, at least through the group stages. And maybe a, a round of 16, or round of 32 game. But the USA will be hitting that wonderful spot that Argentina was in, that uh, France was in, that uh, you know, Croatia and Morocco and teams that did well, England were all in. Uh, you don't want to be too young. 2022 was a means to get to 2026. We certainly uh, 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 can see that now. But who are the other teams? I personally like the Germans. They struggled in 2022. They'll have Jamal Musiala and many others coming into their own. I think Germany would be some smart money. Spain will be wiser. They're going to be a really, really tough out. They have so many good young players that are just going to get better. And they're playing with the top clubs. And they're playing in the top leagues. France, you can't really deny... Brazil, you know, listen, the stars, who's going to come through? It, I don't think, I, I get the feeling Messi wants to stick around, but he's going to be, it's too old to perform. Ronaldo's probably done. Neymar says he wants to come back. I would think Brazil are better off by saying, thank you, Neymar, we're going another direction. It's just not working in the World Cup. It's always, it's always tears, right? It's always, and every year it's its the same. Huge disappointment, huge letdown by uh, the Brazilians. Uh, The European teams certainly look like they could do very well. Uh, England is plus 700. I would think, you know, when you have Phil Foden, Saka, Declan Rice is currently 23, Jude Bellingham. Even though that golden generation with Harry Kane and a few others, Harry Maguire, are kind of moving out, I think they're going to fill their coffers. And there's so many good young English players ready to jump in there as well. So it will be a lot of the regulars. Argentina, the reigning champs, it will be tough. uh, But they have enough good quality there and obviously Brazil, and we'll see who else comes out of South America. But the US, I'm looking forward to it, and the crowds are going to be electric, and this is the World Cup where we, in this country, can take this sport to the next level, and they can, because we're gonna have the attention. It's not gonna be in the winter. It's June and July, 80 games. The US ranked 13th currently in FIFA. We don't look at the FIFA rankings too much, but that is an indicator that they are going, in the right direction the U.S. will make the final eight maybe better um it'd be interesting about Lionel Messi by the way will he he's played in five World Cups does he go for a sixth I mean six World Cups are so many have you really the, the max should be four although Messi listen to that logic he wouldn't have won it here in 2022. that's going to be one of the cycles but again it's going to be here what about the next generation of players we need Erling Holland in here Kylian Mbappe, obviously, he is a phenomenon, and he could win a second World Cup. He's a favorite by the bookmakers. Uh, we mentioned Musiala. What about Enrique who's on his way to Real Madrid, the young Brazilian? He might be that next star for Brazil. I can't wait. I mean, this is exciting stuff. All these good young players that will be coming, hitting their groove to be ready for 2026. I know we're getting a little too excited. There's a lot between now and then. Uh, but again, it will be here very quickly. So many things that will get answered, but it's hard not to get really excited. And I know if you think about the 48 teams, you're like, oh, it's too-. just embrace it. Give it a shot. There's going to be some mismatches, but there's going to be some games that you wouldn't expect to be good. And uh, we'll take it from there. Soccer OG, download, rate, review, subscribe. Check out the Soccer OG podcast. Where all podcasts are available. Like and subscribe us here. Have a great holiday season if I don't get to talk to you. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to everyone listening to the Soccer OG. And we know we had 98 countries tune into the Soccer OG during the World Cup. So thank you, grazie, prego, whatever. Uh, I, I said two words in Italian. I don't know why Italian. Danka. <laughs> Have a great holiday season. and we'll, we'll see you very soon.